0: The Yeshiva.net So we began the Maimir Eredonah Eredonah ve'ere ha'katzah ha'kosa ha'ba elai osu Kala ve'im lo The verse that Hashem tells Avram about Tzidoyim page 28 and we're in the middle of the first uh, first paragraph the line starts D'akus Sadvarim velav around 20 lines from the top Page 28, on top it says Vayeda. I once saw a vart from the Vilna Gon. We say after we come out of the bathroom, there's a special blessing that the Chazal instituted, Asha Yotzer. It's a very deep blessing. It's uh, usually, people come out of the bathroom, you know, (laughs) it's not a time that most people would meditate. But apparently the Chazal felt otherwise. They gave this whole elaborate, it's a very... (laughs) It's a very deep and intricate blessing about how biology works, not Stam. And uh, so every line over there is uh, profound. So one of the things we say is, you say, sadam Only here you designed the person with wisdom. Not right now you don't. nekavim nekavim chalulim chalulim the cavern our, our cavities openings are hollow spaces golivi ya du alafnay khisighwaydaga it's revealed and known before the throne of your glory shemi sasem at a whole like a whole pupil shemi sasem akhad mam i mi basakh khanam i afshad skaim afal shakhs if that which has to be open becomes plugged and that which has to be plugged becomes open. Nobody lives. Huh? And the other nusach? Faket. zalba, the zalba Yeah. So I say the Vilna Gaon asked, It's revealed and known before the crown of glory that if something gets sealed or has to be opened or the other way, no other bracha do you say this. So he said, that's what I once saw, that that the Chazal were trying to bring out something. You would think that this part of human life is too uh, small or too insignificant for God's knowledge. These details of a person going to the bathroom, it's like most people don't notice it. So they wanted to say, and even if it's if it matters, it's part of a system that Hashem made it. But dual means before and even above. Lifne is like Hashem Titar, even above. So you want to say even that's known. Even even those nuances of life, every aspect of a person's health and a person's body and a person's systems, even the ongoing stuff that happened a few times a day. Digestion, and then the body has to evacuate that which can. It's all Goli via Dua. That's what they wanted to emphasize. Don't think that anything is not accounted for, not noticed, not observed, not cared about. But we see here again the expression is Goli via Dua. Goli via Dua. it's revealed, it's known. And this expression. We understood the beginning of the of the Balatanya said, what was the point he said in the beginning, the first part, that philosophers struggled with Hashem's knowledge of the details of life, Hashem's awareness of every single aspect of life, because in their mind that meant multiplicity, change, the absence the antithesis of unity, because they understood every knowledge, every, every awareness, new awareness, changes me, engages me, redefines me, which means, number one, I'm made up of many parts, number two, there's change, etc. And that's why they chose better to, got, to get rid of this. A lot of them chose to separate the two. <laughs> That's how they understood. So Balatanya says that's why Chazal chose the words often in, Chaza, in Gemara and Midrashim, Goli dua. Goli dua represents the fact that it's revealed and known, that there could be knowledge and awareness of everything without active engagement that would redefine the one who knows. When I know something, I didn't know it before, so this is something new that I learned. So intellectually, emotionally, during the process, before the process, after the process, there's constant dynamic change and addition. (laughs) Goliv Yaduam means, like the Rambam puts it, he knows himself, he knows everything else. Because he knows himself, he knows everything else. It's no, And he says, creation would be a bigger question. How does creation, how does a diverse creation come from oneness? They ask about knowledge. Even a deeper question is, you have a creation, a world, That's full of details and full of nuances, and it's comprised of things that are compartmentalized. They're not absolute singularity. Even the body of everything comes from pieces. (laughs) Chayde, it's created from him also. On this, he says that Chazal was saying, (laughs) Goli via Dua, that there's a process where from an infinite source everything could be known and everything comes. A little example that's given in some Svarim for this, again, these examples are inaccurate, is like the light that comes from the sun it doesn't change and redefine the sun. The sun is so powerful, and the rays of sun come. You want to put down your Venetian blinds? You can put down Venetian blinds. You want to pick up your Venetian blinds? It's called B'derech B'me, Hutziva v'venivro. The example that Bavram gave yesterday was that in this world, in our generation, we have the computer revolution, which didn't exist uh, when the Balatanya said the Mimer. And you have a supercomputer, <laughs> Page 28, the line starts, Dakus hadvarem. You see? On top it says, Vayeda, you see? <laughs> yeah, Ye yeah, Yezog. Oh, so according to this, the Rambam says, atzma kol From knowing himself, right? Like, if I build a vessel, so then the vessel I know from me. I don't, need to, I don't need to know the vessel from the vessel. I know the vessel from me because it all comes from me. So the Rambam says it's all singular inside of him because everything comes from him. So mela there could be complete awareness of everything. And even according to the philosophers, they just didn't understand how Hashem's knowledge works. They were comparing it to a person's knowledge. And therefore they were struggling. But there's absolutely, when they say, they're trying to say, don't compare it to that. Everything comes from Hashem. Like I said yesterday, when somebody writes a piece of music, I know the music because I hear the music. The person who writes the music, on the contrary, he doesn't know the music because he hears the music. The reason there's music is because of him. It's created inside of him. It's all his system. It's all it's his logic. It's his algorithm. It's his it's his design. So it's all Dua. I wouldn't say it exactly that way, but it comes from him. That's the Rambam's expression. The Rambam's expression is. Who are Who are Dua? Who He's the knower, he's the known, and he's the instrument of knowledge. <laughs> the Nabab has that expression a few times. Who are you, Deya? Who are you, Dua? Who He's the knower, he's the known, and he's the instrument of knowledge. It's all one. And it's not compartmental, it's all one. It's hard for us today to relate to this whole conversation because things evolved so much but in those generations this type of philosophical language was uh, that was how reality was measured reality was measured that way the greek philosophers and you see in the jewish philosophers things were me- like reality was measured that way like today if you ask what's more powerful in people's lives philosophy or psychology <laughs> how many people pay money for a philosophical uh, they want to come to you, you should teach them philosophy. You know how much money people pay for that? <laughs> yeah. In fact, for many years, most of history until the last century, there was no name for psychology. It was all part of philosophy. There was no such a branch called psychology. In the Sheva Chachmas. The different types of wisdom so, Well, Part of philosophy is you have to deal with a person also, some little creature roaming around. So you have you have to figure them out also. But that's uh Right? Everything shifted. Philosophy, there's a few people who still study ancient philosophy and it's they try to popularize it, but uh <clears throat> it's not so successful. Psychology, oh oh my god, it's like <laughs> Who am I? Who am I not? What am I feeling? Where am I feeling? Why am I stressed? Why am I not stressed? What's my identity? That's like preoccupation. Philosophers mourn it, you know, they grieve for it. Like, what happened to people contemplating objective, objective truths that have no relevance to my life today? What happened to that? What happened? So the the truth is that it's a development of consciousness. That's part of what I started to say yesterday. There's a blueprint of the world. There's a development of consciousness from the creation, all the way from the creation, all the way to Gula. And in that development, it, it, it filter, it, 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 defines the consciousness of humanity. So this is, I'm saying this as an intro because you'll see now the Mime shifts to another aspect. Which would seem completely contradictory which would seem? If he Eve, the Pasuk says in Sechayah <speaking> Simen Dalad, Shiva Ela, Ene Hashem, Heima Meshaytetim, Bechol Haaretz. Hashem's eyes are Meshaytetim. The word Meshaytetim <Hebrew> means they, uh, um, let me see how he translates it, Sechayah <speaking in Hebrew> Dalad. The Pasuk says like this, the whole Pasuk, it's Sechayah Peinah Dalad Pasuk, Kimi Vaz Katnos, does anyone scorn a day of small beginnings? When they see the stone of distinction in the land of Zubavl, they shall rejoice. These seven are the eyes, the seven joys that he discusses are the eyes of Hashem ranging, ranging okay, over the whole earth. The word Meshaytetim from the word Meshaytet means when you like search for something. Scanning, yeah. Scanning, examining, scrutinizing, right? Leshoitet ba'aretz. It means like, you stroll through the land, you take a walk, you want to find out about things. So his eyes are meshoitetim throughout the world, throughout the planet. Oksiv In divrei Hayamim, you have another passage, divrei Hayamim chapter 16. Ki Hashem, ein of Hashem's eyes, again, scan and survey the entire planet. V'yashlahovin, here you have to understand. The Inyan, Meshaitatim, or Meshaitatais, whether you use the word Meshaitatim in Scharia, or Meshaitatais in Yamin, which also needs explanation. Why, one place it's masculine and one place it's feminine. Mashmat seems, Shanimshach Liris ayan hadavrai de He's drawn to see and examine and scrutinize, be like look into this thing through this reiyah through this, Through this seeking, through this wanting to see, the language is one of engagement. The language is one of attachment. His slapshus is an expression that's often used, which means when you're enclosed in something, you're not just—it's not just happening automatically. You can't compare, for example, the light that comes from the sun to. Somebody who's trying to mentor a student. It's very different. The sun is the sun and it casts its rays. It's called Bederich Mamela, not Bederich Hislapshus. Right? It's sometimes if I'm talking to myself and somebody's listening, I happen to be eavesdropping on somebody else talking. They're doing their own thing. I may be impressed, I may be inspired, I may be turned off. Hislapshus means when you're actively engaging in a relationship, it changes you completely. You have two types of teachers. You probably know this from experience. <clears throat> My brother told me he had a teacher that uh, they would learn in a few weeks the whole Hilchis Pesach before Pesach. The whole Hilchis Pesach. It's a huge, it's a huge safe and it's complicated. He said, How did he do it? He learned himself. Whoever wanted to listen, listened. It's fine. So you come down, you sit down at the desk, right? <laughs> You're a gun. He was a, he was a gun. You sit down, you can learn through the whole shas. <laughs> the best yeshiva in the world. The only thing is, you're talking. You want to listen, listen. You don't want to listen, don't listen. You have certain speakers or even great scholars, they talk, they know a lot. But they're not talking to the audience. They're talking to themselves. If there's one person who understands, good. Sometimes you don't even have that. It works. That's not his slapshahs. That's called, I am who I am. It happens to be that I give off a light, I give off an energy, I may be talking. Islapshos means you're engaged. You tailor-make your message to the person you're talking to. Malubush means, just like malubush. you get dressed in a garment, You have to, the garment has to fit you. <laughs> it has to fit you, it's tailor-made to be able to capture you, and you are now defined by the garment. That's why your body has to be, the, the garment has to be suitable to the size of the, of the body. So, hislapshos means that the person becomes malubish. You're enclosed in a th- certain model, in a certain form, that is relatable, it, let's say, in communication. A teacher, you're completely limiting yourself and defining yourself by the recipient. It's a different type of relationship. Goli v'yaduah, by definition, the whole point was, the advantage was, there's no change, there's no multiplicity, there's no relationship in the sense of an empathetic relationship where you affect me, where you move me. Because I'm, I'm in the process. It's I, I know it automatically, it all comes from me, I know it. Everything, I, I know every detail. I don't mean I, I mean Hashem. Goli v'yaduah, it's known, it's just, it, it's automatically known. This passage speaks about something else. Ene Hashem, his eyes are actually like like gazing, I'm like searching. I want to know you from you. It's a whole different, it's a whole different mashmoos. So you could say, it's not Mediuk, it's one of those Pesukim, that again, it means as though, because he knows it, but he says, hey, That's what he says. That's what he says. This is the antithesis of the notion we spoke about that it's known. Here, it's not known, but I want to know. <speaking> in <Hebrew> the Indian is The sviris, there's something called and lights and vessels, energy and containers. What are esses sviris? Ayn is, as I said yesterday. The Pardis remind him one of the greatest Kabbalists in Jewish history was Rabbi, Rabbi Moshe Cordovero, the Ramak. The Ramak passed away in 1570 in Tzvas. If you go to Tzvas, to the old cemetery, you'll see these graves will have blue dye on them. There's a reason they have blue dye on them. With the attendant in the cemetery, a whole dream. It's, not, it's a long story why he died them blue. But, uh, those are unique, uh, resting places. So you have there, Amakrab, Mashakud, where he died. He passed away, Chav Gimel Tamus. Hey, Shin Lamed. 1570. Chav Gimel Tamus. I think Chav Gimel Tamus. In the summer, July. He wrote many, many Svarim. He wrote a famous Musa Sefer called Taima Dvoira. The Palm Tree of Dweira, uh, which is about the Yudgil Midas in a person's life. But most of his Svarim, he wrote a Pirish on the Zohar, called Uryakar. That's still in manuscript. Now they're starting to publish it. A huge, 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 on a whole common there. His most famous Seferka was called Pardis Rimainim. The Orchard of Pomegranates. And it's basically an encyclopedia of all Kabbalah till his day. In a very organized way. It's a brilliant book. Portals with chapters. Every Sugya, it's like he made an encyclopedia of it in the 1500s of all Kabbalah that was available till, till his day. All the Svarim. Of course, the Zoya, but all the other Svarim of Kabbalah. From the first thing he had, whatever he had, say for Yitzira, say for Habayir, say for Hakona, all the Midrashim, the Zohar, yeah, Raziel Hamalach, you have uh, you have uh, a- very ancient works of Kabbalah, and then you had a lot of Rishonim into Kabbalah. The Ramban wrote a lot on Kabbalah. There were Rishonim, right? There was uh, the Bal Hakayit, uh, different Kabbalah. So in any case, he made this. So he collected everything, and over there. He focuses a lot that Kabbalah introduced the concept of Essespheres. What's Essespheres? spheres is divine characteristics, ten characteristics within Hashem Kivayachal, in which there, a person mirrors those characteristics. Nasa Adam Bitzalmainu kid In Jewish philosophy, it just means that a human being is intelligent. A human being is not made in the image of God. What image? God is imageless. In the image of God means a person can understand things. Rashi says, he could reason. That's what the Rambam says. He has an effort sikhlas. You're rational. You ask questions about creation, about creator. That's what it means with and nusana The Makabalam said, no, you're in the image, you're in the image of Hashem. What do you mean the image of Hashem? They gave even a map, a, a, a physique of the ten spheres. Not that they meant that Hashem is physical, but it meant that the physical properties of the body reflect. And are a physical manifestation of the spiritual properties of the ten spheres In other words, the persona of the human begins and originates in the divine. It's ten spheres chachma, bina, <speaking> chesed, <in> <language> malchus. Every living organism has a tzaddik, so in the adam. So this is what the paradise says, and this essence spheres changes something because it means. Right? That it's not just what you call anthropomorphisms, all the expressions of humanity, all the expressions of emotions in Chumash or in Tanakh are just metaphors that shouldn't be applied literally, but it means that there's something called for it. Is that are real that you say, Hashem has Chachma, Hashem has Bina, Hashem has Chesed, Hashem has gvura In these 10 Svidas there's Oiris and Kelam. What's about Oiris and Kelam? Oiris is the energy. Kelam is the vessel. When you talk about the distinctions, chesed and gvura, that's all kalem that's all vessels. But the energy, the light, that's a reflection array of the infinite one. The expression in Zoyar is, he's not made up of any midas, he's not made up of any characteristics. The is enclosed in the vessel that can be defined as love or discipline. Or other middas, which are all called kalem. Kalem means vessels. They, so to speak, structure the light. And through them, the air is accessed and flows to give life to creations that are finite. For example, the emergence, the creation of an angel called Mikhaal or Gavriel. Machana Michal Makabl Mikin is Chesed. The camp of Michal receives its energy from the Kaili of Chesed. Gavriel Mebchinas Gvura. She F Shalyas Am Shahazumiya Urats Mikim dear Kaila. This type of creation would not come from the light itself, only via the vessels. The soul can have the most love in the world. But if it wants to give a poor person money, silver and gold, it can't do it the soul. It needs to be manifested in the body. The physical hand is giving the charity to the poor person, but you don't attribute it to the physical hand. You say, I'm giving the charity to the poor person. The eye can't give the tzedakah if it wouldn't have a physical body and a physical hand that can hold on to physical money and write out a physical check or hold on to a physical dollar and give it to the poor person. So the kalim structure the oirein soif They define it, they filter it, they condense it, they contract it that from infinity can emerge something finite because the flow is filtered through the kalim, through the structure. What does this mean? This means... That creation, according to Kabbalah, is a marriage of oiris and Caleb. Oiris is the energy itself, the pure energy, the light. And kelim is that which contains the light and defines it and structures it and always limits it and filters it and condenses it and contracts it and restricts it. Like we often say, in communication, you have the energy itself and then you have the kelim. The kelim is packaging. Kelim is really packaging. You have kelim on every single level. There's nothing in this world that can be achieved without the synthesis, without the marriage between Eidos and Kali. is the purity of it, the inner soul, the Neshama, and Kali is the goof, so to speak. The goof is the container. All the faculties, all the faculties of a person. For example, vision. The soul has vision. The soul can hear. The soul can understand. Pre-birth. The Gemara says that in the womb of the mother, a person sees from one end of the world till the other end of the world. When a person passes away, right, the soul sees much more, hears much more, understands much more, because it's not obstructed by any limitation of the body. What is birth? Birth is not the creation of the soul. Birth is embodiment of the soul. Now the soul is accessed only through the physical bodies. So now my vision happens to come only through my eyes. So the soul sees, but through the chemistry of the eyes. And therefore, vision now becomes a physical experience. The same is true with audio, the same is true with understanding. I understand now through the properties of my brain. That synthesis is one of the most complicated things in science. They try to understand, what is consciousness? Who is this person? Desperately trying to say, it's just you're just a machine, you're just a body, there's nothing else. Just like there's a machine, and you turn on switches, that's the person. But it fails to capture the miracle of consciousness. Consciousness is the miracle of a soul. But birth is the embodiment of the soul. Everything now functions through the body. Before birth or after the stalkus after the passing. It's not like the soul disappears. It's unplugged. When you unplug a refrigerator, the electricity doesn't disappear. It's just not channeled through the refrigerator. Electrons don't die. So where does the electricity go when you unplug the refrigerator? (laughs) The electricity goes to the source of electricity. It's just without the plug, the refrigerator is not facilitating the electricity, so your food is not going to stay cold. You unplug the computer, the electricity is not dead. Death, there's no such a thing as death. The soul... Doesn't die. Anything that's alive doesn't die. It doesn't die. In physics it's also that way. It doesn't die. So what is death? Death is unplugged. The gurf is not a keli for the earth. The earth is not being channeled through the keli. When somebody wants to give tzedakah to a poor person, he says, the soul, pre-birth, can't give tzedakah to a poor person. Not because there's no love. The soul has an infinite love. But the nature of love of the soul translates completely into spiritual realities, just like it's wisdom, just like it's vision, just like it's hearing. So you say you could see from the end of the world to the other end of the world. What does that mean? It's not a magic trick. It means it's a different type of vision. It's a different type of seeing. It's not channeled and filtered through the kalim of a body. That's his muscle for eris and kalim. When I do give tzedakah to a poor person with a poor mind, I'm not saying, really, oh, my physical hand is giving the tzedakah. I'm giving the charity. No, my hand is giving the charity. I'm giving it. Who's this I giving the charity? And the answer is, it's a marriage of Ur and Kaylee. Through the Kaylee, right, the tzedakah is now defined within the properties of a physical hand giving charity. You wanted to say something? Yeah, I just want to understand. That it, let's say you sell some money or give on technology. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's going through the internet. Here, it's going <laughs> okay everything is relative no, you can give through zeal. it's fine <laughs> there was no zeal at this time of the Mimas. he says you give through your hand he's saying it's not popular anymore to give zedaka with your hand you sit in the tent for a few minutes you'll see you can still give zedaka with your hand <laughs> so what's the vartir the vartir is that the kalim of Esesvitis channels the divine infinite energy in a way that what comes out of it, what comes out of it is a concretized world. And every world has its own type of kalem. Every sphere has the Ur of it and the kalim. The earth is the Saif, and the kalim is the structure of it. Like you'll have music and you'll have musical notes. The notes are the kalim. You'll have a message. Let's say you want write, to write an article or a book. You have your idea, and then you have the words. The words are always the kalim, the containers. And they always have to be structured. It's very hard. People have tremendous ideas. Then you start writing, and you get stuck for hours. What happened? You have the "er, You don't have the kalim. You don't have the kalim because words. You can't fool yourself. You have to structure it. Oh, you're being redundant. You're being you're being repetitive. You're being redundant. It has to be very defined, very limited. It has a beginning. It has a middle. It has an in You know, it floats around. It's much more creative and expansive. And sometimes one thought. Right, in order to say it, like you think of something in ten seconds, it was like, wow, that's a lot to say it. You need much more time because you're bringing it down in Caleb. To write it, you need even more time. Say that Rambam once wrote a letter to somebody. Since I don't have time, I'm writing a long letter. <laughs> to write a short letter, you need much more time. To say something in a sentence, you need much more time than to say it in three hours. Say it in three hours. Maybe that, maybe that. Hopefully, it'll come out somewhere. A keli, because a keli by definition is structure. So when it speaks about Eses Sviris, the Balatanya says, the Eruz ain't safe, and the Kaili is what allows for the emergence of finite energy, beginning with Mechal, Gavriel, and all the worlds and all the creatures, because it comes through the Kele. But something else happens here. now is the reverse. The Kelem are also impacted... By the behavior of every creation, the kelim are vulnerable. In other words, through the kelim, there's halas haschus, the schus, the merit, the goodness, or the choiv, or the opposite of every created being. Also, ascends through the keli. The energy goes in both directions. The keli channels, and the keli also absorbs. It says in Yavis, a person does a sin, he acquires a katega. What does that mean? Something is created, let's call it, katega literally means a prosecutor, but some negative energy is created. In other words, there's some, something created, everything has an impact, yeah? An action has a reaction. What does this mean? It says, there is a stain, there's a blemish. There's vulnerability. In the angel, the malach, who's memuna, who's in charge. What does this mean? What does a malach mean? You speak about angels. A malach is not, you know, some white creature with a bunch of wings flying around, a luxion kugel eater. They have a song, you know, this song. A flying angel. A malach represents an energy. Every Malach is a manifestation of a certain Midah, a certain spiritual. Land. Like we said before, Kanal binya Michal ve'Gavriel. Michal is a manifestation of Chesed. Gavriel is a manifestation of Gvura. You have Rafal, you have Uriel. You have different angels that the Balei Kabbalah speak about. Malach Maila adover This angel brings up the experience, the energy to an angel that's yet higher. Until it ascends into the vessels of the ten spheres of what's called Malchus of the world of Atzilus, which is in, which are enclosed in the three worlds Bria or Yitzir Asiyah. And in that vessel, you have the light of the the so, through the kalim, every experience of life, every reality in life, every choice of a person or any experience goes up, so to speak, which means it gets absorbed in the light of Ein Saif, which is enclosed in the kalim of the Ten Sviddhas. So here you already use a different language. His eyes are scanning. His eyes are searching. His eyes are looking. This represents the vessels of the ten Sviris. The angels that receive from them, from these Nikrayim, they're called in Kabbalah, the masters of eyes. The masters of ears. You have Malachim who are visual. You have Malachim who are more sensitive, you know, just like people, right? People, they see, they're, they're very powerful in visualization. Others in hearing. And they, so to speak, tour and go around and scan the whole land. Like it says in Prekiov, know what is above you. eye Roya, an eye that sees. Shemas, an ear that hears in an active way. When you come to Kaelim, not I, but when you come to Kelim, you could say Meshaytetim. Meshaytetim means you're engaged, you're defined, because the Keli is about structure. There's so to speak a finite structure to it, so it's engaged. You don't say it's unmoved, it's completely transcendent. It's all actus Abshuta in Kelim. There could be an engagement with the world. <laughs> But through the Kelim, every reality also ascends all the way into the Ur. Because the Kelim is really just the Ur. The Kelim is just channeling the light of Ein Seif. And here it's Golim Here it's known. It's not he knows, it's known. This knowledge, which for the Kelim, is active... It's an active engagement. The eyes are scanning. When it comes to the earth and the keli, over here you say, it's Goli V'yaduach. No one to the earth and the kelim. Because the earth is not made up of any middus. Even though it's inside the keli, you hear his paradox here. (laughs) He completely contradicting himself. (laughs) Completely. You tell me in the keli, there's not via Dua. There's eslapshos, there's engagement. I know, like a per, almost like a person knows. And the keli is affected by what you're doing. The keli is vulnerable. Because the keli is defined. Right? And through the keli, there's experience. I'm affected. There's even a stain in the malach. And the stain in the malach, right? The malach is hurt. There's pain in the malach. And that affects a higher malach. All the way to the Kalem. And the Kali is the R, the Kaylee has the R. But by the R suddenly, it's golly viadua, there's no midas, the R is on the R is undefined. So he says the Kali, is going down the conveyor belt through the Kaylee it limits the R and creates a finite world. And then the other way, the Kali also acts as a conveyor belt going up, where everything comes up and is becomes... And there's, there's an act of knowledge and an effect and an impact on the divine in terms of the Kali. But yet the ay, he says, is ain't safe, it's pshit, it's This is the answer to the philosopher's problem. <laughs> huh? What's the answer? All knowledge. And all providence does not create ribui, which means multiplicity, many diverse realities. The providence, which is active engagement, is via the vessels. But the knowledge of the ain't soif, who is invested in the kli, the fact that he knows and sees what his eyes scanned out, this knowledge itself in Ur is Goli It's known. This knowledge itself that came through the eyes examining and scrutinizing in the Ur, it's defined as Goli do It's redefined. Let me try. I told you this is a very deep mind minute. <laughs> But he's saying here something very, very fundamental. It's not just fundamental. It's not just an idea. It's one of the main akudus of the Cholchidus. Anybody wants to volunteer to say what you're hearing here? You read it at the surface. It's like either it's just semantics. You're giving me different words. You're answering a question. You're not answering a question. He started over the Maimed that Hashem is Hashem doesn't change. He's one. He's not being affected. He's not vulnerable. <laughs> He's unmoved. And he still knows everything. It doesn't mean you have to separate him from the world like the philosophers did. Ramal, Kalgayim Hashem. Yiddishkai doesn't say that. Any branch of Judaism believed in Matantaina and Maimed Harsina and accountability. And Hashem wants you to behave this way, and He knows, goli do everything. Every word I say, and every thought I think, and every experience I have, and every time my finger gets stopped. There's knowledge, there's hashgacha. That everyone, that was, that, that nobody, there was a big argument about hashgacha Pratis, if it's only on people, or it's on everything in the world. That's a very famous argument. The Baal says it's on everything, The way the Rishonim who said, it's only on people, and even within people itself, the hashkoche could vary. <laughs> Depends who you are. Mittler Rebbe writes that really it's not an argument. They're only The question is if it's revealed or it's concealed. It's really not an argument. The question is if what's manifested, what's not manifested, then he starts saying, well, but the Pesukim say that he's actually looking out for things. He's looking, he's, he, it's, it's not a, a supercomputer, completely transcendent and just knows everything without engagement. There's engagement. It's like a tourist. I'm going to look at this and look at this. It's like me. It's like a person. I want to find out. I want to discover. Observing. Meshayatim observing very good. And observing is not just an intellectual process. It's an emotional process. Right? If you tell me something, it affects me right? You're just telling me things about abstract things. Information affects people, (laughs) triggers people. (laughs) And this is the big question. Can we move God? Can we touch God? Can anybody touch God? Well, you can't. There are lectures within Judaism, people will tell you that the words a person can affect Hashem is absolute heresy. I'm sure some of you have heard those lectures. And with good proofs, with good mathematical proofs that it's the most ridiculous notion that anything you do has an impact on Hashem. Even to say that he's happy. <laughs> it's like, you made me ha- Really, you made me happy. And without that, I would have been miserable. Yeah. Wow, what an arrogant, what an arrogant narcissist you can be. Uh, so I said yesterday, I said yesterday that there is, I mean, big people said, it's all, it's all, you should think he smells. Yeah, okay. That's a perspective. Two of the greatest Mekobolim in history was Avodis HaKadosh and the Shaloh. The Shaloh, you probably heard his name, Rabbi Yishaya Harwich Shnei He lived in the 1600s, the Rav of Prague, Frankfurt, and Yerushalayim. He's buried near the Rambam in Tveria, The Shaloh HaKadosh. Before him, there was the Avodis HaKadosh, Rabbi Meir Ben Gabai. He was from the exiles of Spain in the 1400s. Avoides HaKadosh. They both have whole sections. And the, the title is, the question is, Haim Gavoya Eloi. Does God need any of our avoida or not? And they bring like a hundred Bambari Chazal this way and a hundred the opposite. There's the famous medish everybody quotes. You think God cares if you slaughter an animal from the neck or from the nape? Really? That's what he cares about? is that you should be a mensch thinking kids if you give charity to the poor person or not you should be a mensch all the mitzvahs is just for you and then they bring out on 100 mamarech the opposite <laughs> so the, it says it's titled is there any need for Hashem and avoid now it's a funny question need the word need implies what lacking, lacking weakness mortality frail. I have needs we all have needs why do I have needs because of my limits. I have my limits. I need this and I need that and I need that. Physically, emotionally, financially, spiritually. So philosophy had this elegant model. But there's something you see that's, that's bothering him. That's, uh, that's, that's, so he starts Amaisa um, with Kalim and then the Kalim with the Oyd and this. So this is a very, very, it's very subtle, very subtle Nechudas. I'm just going to bring out here one point. And I'm going to do this very Bikitzer briefly. If you don't understand everything, don't worry, I also don't. <laughs> the contradiction that he brings here from the Tanakh, it's not just he found two psukim. It, the question is a question of much deeper, of much deeper consequence. Is there a relationship? A relationship by definition means you're connected to me in a very real way. You could say, no, there's no relationship, sorry. (laughs) That's not what life is about. I know you would like a relationship, but there's no, you can have a relationship with people. You're needy, I'm needy, okay. My neediness may feed into your neediness, your neediness may feed into my neediness. Let's hope it's not too dysfunctional, okay. And Shalom (laughs) HaYisrael. But there has to be this quantum gulf, and it's like, Hashem is bashamayim imal. Stop talking even about Him. Even that's complicated. Just follow a system. In many ways, it's elegant and safe. He gave you Torah mitzvahs. Why? Nothing to do with Him. It's just for your benefit. If you do it, you get rewarded. If you don't do it, you get the opposite of rewarded. Do the best you can, and everything is good. But there's something here that remains very cold, very detached. It's like (laughs) we're like in our little sandbox and there's no there's no real contact. There's no real point of contact. And they can, they can't be a real point of contact. It's, it's not. They say they can't. In Taurus Kabbalah, they speak about Tzvidas. The Avodas Hakadosh says, Atzilus, of course it's Tzairch Of course he needs your avodah. <laughs> That's what he says. Tzvir, of course he needs your avodah. Everything you do has a tremendous impact as a relationship. Because when God defines himself within the spheres, so then every Nekudah in my life has a direct impact. It goes both ways, like a relationship. Imagine in a marriage, right? What, you, what you're feeling affects the other person. You ever heard of a marriage, what a woman feels doesn't affect her husband? I mean, he could say it doesn't affect him, but we know how true that is. <laughs> right? And what he feels doesn't affect her? And what she says doesn't affect him? We say, oh, you're not impacting me, really. You know, The old myth that men are not as sensitive as women. You know that myth? huh? What do the therapists say about that? You know that myth, men are not as sensitive as women? Sure. Much more sensitive. <laughs> or at least, far, far, I don't know, more or less, equally... We're connected. You impact me. Your emotions impact me. Your thoughts impact me. Your words impact me. Your actions impact me, both in the most positive, romantic, beautiful, blissful way, and in the most difficult and challenging way. So, if Hashem defined Himself, Kivayachel, within His infinity, He identified Chesed, Chachma, Gvura, Tiferes. My Chachma, my Chesed, my Gvura is a mirror. It's a continuum. There's a relationship. That's the Chiddush of Atzilis. The Chiddush of Atzilis. What's atzilus? Essence of this is that Hashem, so to speak, defined a persona within his infinity. That's the chiddush. That's I explained yesterday. Yeah, yeah, you get it? So the Avengers so of says, beyond that, there's no need. Over there, there is a need. God, so to speak, becomes vulnerable. I'm vulnerable. Did he have to do it? No, he didn't have to do it. But he's vulnerable, he became vulnerable. But I told you yesterday, this only leaves us with a problem. So fine, so you're back to square one. So, so God is not infinite, Yeshua. So you decided God is not infinite. Comes the and says, Tzimtzum. <laughs> There's a Tzimtzum. Atsilas happens after Tzimtzum. What's Tzimtzum? Tzimtzum is there was everything is ain't safe. Pre sphereus everything is ain't safe. All is oneness. We don't even know what means all is oneness, because by us, oneness is also like a definition. There's one, there's two, there's three. But all is undefined oneness. What's the symptom? The symptom that Darizal, Arizal was a student of the Ramak. Darizal was born in Yerushalayim. He went to Egypt. Then he moved to Tzvas. And he was a student for the Ramak for two years. Then the Ramak passed away. Darizal was not there so long, but he was a student. The Ramak passed away. Darizal started to teach Kabbalah. Nobody knew about Darizal. And then he taught only for two years. He passed away two years later at the age of 36 or 38. Hey Av Shilamit Beis, 1572. Two years after the Namaq. But those two years, he revolutionized the world of Kabbalah. One of the teachings of it was Simpson. What's Tzimtzum? Simtsum is that the Ain Saif, in order to create the world, withdrew himself. Tzimtzum Atzmai, that's what he says. Creating a pan, creating a vacant space, and in that vacant space that's devoid of Ainsaf, over there, Kav Echad, I'm just quoting that reason on He brought in a little line, a little thread, a little chut, he calls it a thread, and over there started all the worlds. So now there could be worlds, there can even be atzilas, there could be asospheris, because the Ein uh is uh, <laughs> so to speak gone, absent. Okay, so pre-Tzimtzum, he's unmoved. Post-Tzimtzum, he's moved. So what did you now do? You took God and you split him into two, so again, it's another game. So now you turn from one God, how do you deal with the bishop? Do I affect my wife, or do I not affect my wife? So let's do a split personality. 50% of me, you don't affect. 50% of me, you do affect. Okay, so what do we really accomplish? This is where it Alter Rebbe comes in. Tzimtzum is not Kipshutu. What we Simpson is not We learned about this once in via What so, 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 so if it's not shu, so why was that? It was. It wasn't. Again, another another, another game of words. So the dakkuda that was brought out, and it's, it's fascinating, and I have to say this: how things develop and evolve, because what's now pushed by every Jew. 200 years ago was not Pashat. 300 years ago was not Pashat. 1,000 years ago was Bechlal not Then The Rambam writes in Hilchus Tshu V'peir Gimel. If somebody says Hashem has a body, he has a goof. he's a heretic, he's a min. He's a min. He's an apikotis. So the Ravid writes on the Rambam, listen to his words, (laughs) Kama imenu. There were people much greater and better than the Rambam who believed that God has a body. <laughs> so they're derived rights. You know anybody today who would say in a Jewish class, uh, by the way, I want to describe to you what Hashem looks like. He has a body. What would they call this person? Huh? <laughs> The Ravid says, Even if I disagree with them. They're not and they're not Minim, the, Rambam, the says, corporal? Corporal? Yeah. You have to understand what the Ravid means. What did they think? It's it's not so simple, <laughs> this Indian. It was one of the big tzaddikim said that when the rivet when the Rambam said that all these people are Minim, yeah, so they were all put into Gehenim. So the Ravid wrote this. He took them all out of Gehenim. <laughs> It was not just an anecdote. It means that I would that I wanted to say something. Things develop, things evolve. If you'll ask a person, is Hashem everywhere? Is Hashem everywhere? So everybody will say, even Uncle Moshe knows that. Hashem is here, Hashem is here. Up, up, down, 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 no, 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 it's where he can be found. Yeah. What's a Somebody gets up at a Shia today and say, by the way. Maloi It just means Hashem knows about everything, but to say He's everywhere is actually pasnash. He's not in your farm, and He's not in your dining room, and He's not in your heart. Don't don't turn him. You'll, you'll throw him out of shul, right? But there was some great g'dayli Yisrael who said this. There was even a big mekubal, is known as the Yosher of Rabbi al who said simsim kipshut. He says it's embarrassing. This is what it says. It's embarrassing to say that the King finds himself in your dung. He said, "It's embarrassing. The king is in the palace, <laughs> huh? Baruch <laughs> <laughs> quiet. <laughs> <laughs> the Gemara says in Pesachim that Baruch Hu Ged Malchus <laughs> Loel is Know what Tzikegdeina? Interesting Gemara. There was a princess. Psachem Dafinu. There was a princess, and she saw tzike, You Know what Tzikegdeina is? Tzikegdeina was on the bottom of the cholent. You know what's on the bottom of the cholent? Who who scrapes out the pot mitzvayi Shabbos for the kishka and this? Yeah." There's, there's a few people, yeah? It's called Tzikheg It's a, You don't touch it. You give it to the Bahama. There was a Basmelech who wanted it. And she was dying for it. So she couldn't do it in open because she was a princess. But she died. So they gave it to her bachashoy, quietly. So the says, that's why we say Baruch shem K'v'ed Malchus E'leil quietly. What's the connection to seeking <laughs> Day? the Balatanya explains that Baruch shem K'v'ed Malchus represents... Yechuda Tata represents a lower level of unity, and it represents the Tzimtzum, and it represents that there's a world, so it's silent. So what's the nikudah here? He says, the king is in the palace, and he has windows, and he could see the dung, but don't put him in the dung. Don't put him in the dung. <laughs> the Balatanya in Tanya, Shara says that those who held Tsimtzum was shute, yeah, was some big Chachamim. Already in the first generations of Mekobolim, they argued about Darizel. The Baal Tev, the Alter Rebbe, insisted, Simtum is not kibshute. The Vilna Gaon himself held that Simtum was Kibshut. Reb Chaim Valajan and Nefesh Shachayim changed that. It's one of the fascinating things, because he was a, a Talmud Muvik of the Vilna Gaon. Today, there are those who say that there was no argument between the Vilna Gaon and the Balatanya. The Vilna Gaon also held Simtum Shilohi Kibshut. So that itself is fascinating. Nobody's going to say there was no argument because the Balatanya held Tsim is Tsim <laughs> Nobody says that. What they say is that the Vilna Gun didn't really mean Tsim Tsim he's really saying like the Balshamta and the Balatanya. Why, why, why is there such a notion? I once asked Misha Shapiro about this because they quoted from him. <laughs> so he said, please, there was a Makhlaikas, a Makhlaikas, if Simpson Tsim But even those who want to say there was no Makhlaikas, what are they saying? Not that the Vilna Gon held Simsimsha is, is Kipshuta, and the Balatanya also really. That everybody held Simsimsha like Kipshuta, Because the closer you get from Golos to Gaula, the more Achdus Hashem gets revealed more and more and more and more. In every generation, more and more and more. What's the Nikud of Simsimsha like Kipshuta? This is the, this is the key. I want to try to say it in three, four minutes if I could. What it means is as follows. It means That the whole paradox that we created in our minds, and philosophy did this so beautifully. And it has a truth to it. It has a truth to it. Because philosophy doesn't like paradox. It likes order. It likes structure. (laughs) It likes either yeah or no. Right? I don't know if you know, there was a machlechus in Jewish philosophy if God is even capable of doing paradoxes. Yeah, there's a question. The Rajbah discusses it. Rabbi Yosef Albo holds, There's certain things Hashem can't do. Not because He can't do them, because they're stupid. For example, 2 plus 2, can it equal 8? It's ridiculous. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't exist. He says... Something moving clockwise and counterclockwise simultaneously. you're writing and you're not writing. You're dead and alive. You, you're not be logical. Don't tell me God can do illogical things. that's an insulting, doesn't exist, it's ridiculous. The Rajh says, "No, nimna Nino. Today, <laughs> in quantum mechanics, it's like, "Oh my God, what's not paradoxical? Could you show me one thing that makes sense? The moment you get to a deeper layer of reality, you can't even find logic anymore. All logic shuts down. This is part of the development. In Zoyer it says that from the year 1840, Tufresh, there was a new isgalus of Chachmas, Pnimis, Ater, and Science, Chachmas, Ailam. In the 600th year of the 6th, of the 6th uh, millennium. In other words, 5,600, hey, I love from Tufresh. Six years after the Torah was published, eight years before the Kuda Torah was published, mm-hmm. just a few decades after the Balatanya, Mikhal, the whole revelation of Chassidus. So the Zoyar says the Arubas, the windows of heaven are will open, and the Hizgalot of Pinimis will be like never before, and also from the earth, the well springs of the earth, all the sciences, Chach will explode in an unprecedented way. The world from 1840 till 2022 changed. Changed more than the world changed in 5,000 years before that. Just in the last 50 years, the world changed more than in 5,000 years. It's a, a Pella. It's not random. It's all, it's all a development of the consciousness of creation. In the world of philosophy, paradox is very difficult. In the world of Pneumi Yisataira, Tsimtsum Eine means that what you're defining as the ein Saif, being absent is not absence at all. The same reality pre-tzimtzum is post-tzimtzum. What do you mean? So you bet, huh? Only from our perspective. So From our perspective. What does it mean from our Not that it's a lie. Not that it's a lie. From our perspective, yeah, there was a symptom, And it works well. But it's still not kipshutai. So now I ask you, okay, who cares if it's from my perspective? Somebody once said, I don't speak long. It just seems that way. Shekoyach. Perspective is everything. I wasn't obnoxious. I just seemed that way. I'm not obnoxious. You ever heard a husband say? I'm not obnoxious. I (laughs) nafkemin. It's a big (laughs) nafkemin. Because if you say tzimtzum is not kibshyot, it means that the pnimius of the tzimtzum is not tzimtzum. What does this mean in practical words? It means that the tzimtzum is the ability, ain't soif is not defined by infinity. Ain't the says, just as infinity can express itself in infinity, it can express itself in finiteness. This polarization that infinite is infinite and finite is finite and the two or the two the, 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 the don't meet. That's that itself is a limitation. So you say, okay, it's another it's, it's more semantics, but it's not it means that the finite is also an expression of the ain't safe. But here is a paradox. When I look at the finite through finite vessels, what do I see in the finite? I see finite. When you look at the finite through the, vessel, through the, through the lenses of ain't safe, what does it see in the finite? Another expression of infinity. So what makes it finite is not that it's finite. It's pure ain't safe. What makes it finite is that my lenses, the finite that Simpson allowed that the spectrum, the electromagnetics, use these with electromagnetic fields that transfer the light, should be transmitted through a certain frequency, certain measurements that my caleb, my vessels, have the sensors to pick them up and define them as reality. Anything outside of that, I don't access as reality. From the perspective of ain't though, Every frequency, every nekuda is infinite. It's just the way the infinity is being filtered through the finite. There's the famous mashal we learned from the Rebbe Hashab. You have a brilliant teacher and he brings down the most abstract idea through a simple metaphor to the student. And he conveys a very profound idea, but in very simple terms. But in that simple explanation, in that metaphor, you have all the wisdom. But the Gemara says it takes him 40 years to unravel it and find everything. It was all there. But I hear things based on my perception. So the more I open myself up to reality, I can go deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper. So now the question is what is the world? What is the world? If you say, it means, what is the world? Who are you? The answer is, you're a finite small little creature. Good luck. Huh? Divorced, yeah? Obviously comes from Hashem and you're accountable and he knows what's going on and he gave you commandments and there's going to be schar. Ah, yeah, al But ultimately, ultimately you're a small finite creature. If you say tzimtzum is not kibshutai, in other words, there was no real tzimtzum. So who are you? No? You've been to this Sheer enough to know, who are you? You're an ambassador of infinity. You're an ambassador of infinite love. I'm adding now the word infinite. Infinite love, infinite light, infinite hope. You're you're a manifestation of Ein Soif. You say, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm I'm dealing with very, very little stuff. Very small stuff. That's also true. The Chiddush of Tzimtzum is that Ein Soif is not expressed in Ein Soif only. It can be expressed also in the nitty-gritty of existence. It's all perspective. And that perspective is real on all levels. Right now I'm dealing with this little issue in my sandbox. But if you trace it back and you open up, if the doors of perception are cleansed, everything appears as is, which is infinite oneness. When you say God can't be changed, you know, they used to love hearing it. Today, everyone shuts down. You know that? It's funny. I give enough shurim to tell you. In the olden days when you said, "God's knowledge doesn't affect him, nothing affects him," people were like, "Wow, ahshmack. Today, everybody gets on their phone. Why? Because <laughs> they want a relationship. It's like, don't tell me that God doesn't. It's like, philosophically, yeah, emotionally, it, 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 it keeps people are thirsty. See so here's what Al redefines philosophy. He's not just teaching, he's redefining philosophy. When you say God remains unmoved, it's the biggest blessing for humanity because it means that you're also you're also not really impacted even by the worst darkness that you experienced in your life. That's the Chiddush. It's not a void in philosophy, it's a it's a life changer in a if you are ain't safe, if the tzimtsev was not kipshutai, so everything we said here about goli v'yadu is true about the person. So it means that any experience you went through in life, which on a conscious level shut you down, disassociated you, wounded you, so now you're a wounded, vulnerable person who was deeply, deeply impacted by these experiences. If tzimtzum is not kipshutai, so who are you really? Right now, ain't soif. But you went through this darkness, so what's pshat? Ain't soif went through the darkness. The infinite consciousness went through a finite and dark experience. So you could be completely involved in the experience without denying it, and yet in that very process, you're not defined by it or contaminated by it. So, what's the Isis he uses in the Maimir? Are Kalim real or not real? Of course they're real. Without Kalim, which couldn't happen without Simpson, there's no world of finiteness, there's no experience of finiteness. We are all finite people. But he said it's the I in the Kaeli. It's not the Kaeli, it's the Ain Saif. It ain't safe, but it's through Caleb. And through Caleb, everything is perceived as finite and structured. There's a tissue box, and there's a coffee bean, and there's a telephone, and we all have boundaries and divisions, and within myself, there's endless finiteness. I know that doesn't work, but it's fine. But I mean, we're finite wherever we go. We're mortal, we're frail, we're limited, we're structured, we have boundaries, we have needs... But what are those kalim? Those kalim are ur. Er. What's ur? Er? Ur er is ain't safe even in the keli. So, so is it true or not true? The answer is it's, it's true. <laughs> That's the Kiddush of Tzimtzum, is not kipshutai. Tzimtzum, it means finite doesn't have to look finite. It could fine, if Infinite doesn't have to look infinite. It could look finite. And finite doesn't mean it's finite. It could be infinity through finiteness. Tzimtzum, kipshutai means there's a go. Hashem says, listen, <laughs> I'm infinite, I'm sorry. I want a tissue box, <laughs> so you could blow your nose, no problem, I'm withdrawing my infinity, here's your tissue box. There's still, Hashem has to create it. And I know everything about this tissue box, I know everything about the tissue box, goli dua. So that's what he says. The kelim are very vulnerable, of course they're vulnerable. So is the kelim Hashem or not Hashem? It's not, you say, By by a person you say, I love you because I need you. Here it's, I need you because I love you. Because the the, the vulnerability is the ultimate ain't safe. It's not a contradiction. So when you say, you affect the kalim, but the kalim are really the or, and the or you can't affect. (laughs) He's not making a joke here. <laughs> he's saying that's the whole Nakuda. Mitzvah the Kelim experience. Of course you're affected. Who's not affected? You don't affect me. You affect me and you affect Hashem. That's what Kelim are. Kalim are, he's vulnerable. And every mitzvah has an impact. There's a very deep relationship. He says, but it touches the earth because the earth is in the Kelim. Over there it's Goli Vyaduah. That means, in other words, that the very same, the very same reality, that on one level is very finite, if you could see it from the perspective of that very reality is infinite. It's just a question of what you're open to in terms of understanding your life. So you could, the same story could be defined from the perspective of Caleb. From the perspective of Earth, right, and it's both true, where the person is. This you could describe the same experience that happened to you in your life from one perspective. It was the most devastating experience, and it's true. It's true because there was a tzimtzum and this kalim and you're vulnerable and you're frail, and that's what happened if you trace back that experience to a deeper place in yourself, maybe at a later stage in your life with work and and openness and and, and vulnerability and humility and assistance and so on and so forth and and a lot of courage and resilience and amuna and whatever process you have to go through, that very same experience suddenly is experienced as your infinity, your infinity going on a journey through this very, very perceived dark tunnel. And really, and really what it is, really what happened at this moment was, you weren't damaged. You weren't damaged at all. You were given an opportunity to be able to identify your infinity in what's perceived as the darkest of places. In other words, all those wounds are redefined as catalysts for deep, deep awareness and growth that allow for much deeper sensitivity, much deeper empathy, much deeper connection, much deeper attachment, much deeper oneness. But this is not a fake journey, because the symptom is a real thing. Okay, I think this is enough for today. And I wish everybody a wonderful day, a meaningful day, with your Kalim and with your Otis. And with Golli Vydua and with Mashaitatus and Bezer Hashem, I'll see you Thursday morning, seven forty-five. And there's also a women's class today in a half an hour. Yeah. It occurs to me that when, when you're feeding a child, you say chuchu train. Here's a chuchu train. It's chuchu yeah. train. We're gonna tell them that the food, is nutrition, there's everything in it. It's not a chuchu, right? It's 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 sustenance for you, but at a child level. The symptom says, here, open your mouth in the tutu What it really contains is the name. we could see it as a tutu pain, or we could see it as the deep, nutritious, mm. life-giving forces. Right. But, but for the child, right. for the level of childhood, that's what it takes to, to right. absorb it. This class is brought to you by the yeshiva.net. Please help us continue the classes. Make even a small contribution at ww.theyeshiva.net slash donate.